the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. We are all started up here in New York City at 6.04 on a, now it's 6.05. Wow, we lost a whole minute on a Tuesday evening. Um, and, you know, I have to make this, like, decision. I'm, I'm being the, the director here. Do I start with a positive story and then go to the negative story or go negative and then go positive? And I always like to try to keep this show positive, but we're going to do a little uh, a little bit of a sad story just because this popped up this afternoon uh, and it hit home a little bit. And uh, because I am between my career at Fox News and my career on the radio and my career at the Friars Club, you know, I'm surrounded with people uh, and even people in politics who we're always surrounded with. I'm surrounded with people who are on a quest for fame. They want to be famous. I want to be famous. Um, some people don't care why they, why they are famous. Um, I know lawyers that they don't care if they're getting beat up in the media, as long as they're in the media, as long as people know who they are. Uh, and I think I've said this many times, I was blessed um, to have a grandfather who was very famous in the world of sports, my grandfather was a very famous boxing judge in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Um, and, you know, it, like very famous, like to the point where years later, so he his last fight that he judged, I think it was 83, I'm walking into classrooms and courtrooms in the 90s and the 2000s and saying my name, and people are like, oh, you know, there was a very famous person in boxing named Arthur Idala, well, Artie Idala. And my grandfather and my grandfather also wrote in the, for the Daily Mirror, so he was in that world regarding media <clears throat> and politics. And he always drilled into my head: fame is a bunch of empty noise. And my father followed up with: today's newspaper is tomorrow's fish wrapper. Uh, and I, I really am. I, I'm constantly talking and, and surrounded with people who they want to be celebrities. Like that's what they want to be: celebrities. Like that's their goal in life is to be a celebrity. And. Uh, that's not my goal in life. My goal in life is to, I love to help people and I love to make people happy. I love to make people laugh. Um, I love to show people a good time. Um, that's why, you know, my front door is almost always open, whether it's in, in Brooklyn or Long Island, just to, just to make people's life just a little bit better if I can help. And obviously in my career in the law, I try to do that every day. Someone who I enjoyed, who was a celebrity, who I really, um, I'm not going to say I looked up to, but I was like, that's a cool gig. Like, that's something I would like to do, um, was Anthony Bourdain. 
Anthony Bourdain was a uh, celebrity chef. <clears throat> he also struggled with drug addiction and, and depression. Um, but he had a pretty cool job. He went all around the world uh, into different communities and learned about those communities. But he learned about it from the perspective of food and and drink, whether it was wine or beer or whatever consumption, whatever alcohol or, or it didn't have to be alcohol, whatever drink they were consuming. And um, so I read today while I was preparing for the show and just trying to educate myself. There's a new book coming out. Uh, regarding Anthony Bourdain, and uh, it's called Down and Out in Paradise, The Life of Anthony Bourdain. And it's an unauthorized biography. It's by Charles Lershen, Lershen, and and Joan is going to try to get him on the show because I would love to speak to him a little bit about it. But he has unearthed, apparently, and again, this is unauthorized, so we don't know exactly how, how authentic it is, but the text messages... Um, that Anthony Bourdain sent out in his final days, maybe even his final hours. I mean, one is to his wife, and it says, I hate my fans too. I hate being famous. I hate my job. That's what he wrote to his ex-wife, Otavia uh, Busia Bourdain. Um, And that's an excerpt published by the New York Times. Uh, So usually they fact-check pretty good before before they publish something like that. Quote, I am lonely and living in constant uncertainty. Now, the image that we have as consumers of his show, as consumers of his celebrity, as consumers of whatever, his Twitter feed, and, and what all the people around him are putting out there, it seems it seems just the opposite. He's going out, he's immersing himself in different communities, he's, uh, he's learning from people, he's teaching people, uh, it seems like he gets along with everyone, he's very charismatic, and he's teaching us, right? I mean, when you would watch a show from Bourdain, you would basically leave that show somewhat enriched. You usually learned something that you didn't know before about food, culture, heritage, whatever it may be. Um, this article goes on to say five days before he died in June of 2018, uh, the CNN host, he saw photos of Asia Argento, who was basically... Uh, his his on again off again girlfriend in the in the photo she's dancing with a French reporter Hugo Clement in a Roman restaurant um, and he was very upset about that he wrote her a text message that said I'm okay I am not spiteful I'm not jealous that you have been with another man I do not own you you are free as I said as I promised as I truly meant. Uh, but you were careless. You were reckless with my heart and my life. Um, she then writes back, I can't take this. A day later, he writes to her, is there anything I can do? And she replies, stop busting my balls. Sorry, I don't think that's, I don't think you got to hit the button for that, Sam. You can say that. All right, and that's what's in, that's what's in the newspaper. After some time shortly, after that text that she said, stop busting my balls, he wrote back, okay, and then he hanged himself. Um, am I saying that this is Miss Argento's fault? Absolutely not. There's been millions, if not billions, of people who break up with other people, and nothing so horrible has happened. Um, but, but it sheds a lot of light on the myth, because I am surrounded not surrounded, but I'm often in the presence of 
true celebrities, and they will, if they really open up and they're honest, they're honest about it, they will tell you the struggles of losing your anonymity. Um, but that a lot of people, you know, millions of people have that issue all over the world. If you talk about celebrities in every single country, because every country has one, and the vast majority, thank God, deals with them well and fine. But, you know, there are people who suffer from mental illness and the celebrity and the last lack of anonymity drives them to do horrible things. I do just want to say that anyone who has any kind of thoughts like this, there is a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-TALK or 8255. And, you know, I was hit with this suicide situation when uh, my client last month, the one who by the newspapers was dubbed the duck sauce killer. And um, it really, you know, it still has bothered me and affected me. I had a client in my office yesterday who, you know, got some bad news. And quite frankly, maybe some of that bad news was brought on by herself. Um, And, you know, when you, when you now start hearing when I start hearing, well, you know, my life is over. I have nothing to live for. Now that's triggering me like, uh-oh, we, you know, we better look into this. So we are looking into it. We're, we're all over it. And we're very much on top of it. Um, but there are people who handle celebrity very well. And we're, now we're going into the positive part of the show. Um, last night when I left you guys, I was fortunate enough to go to the New York Giants football game. And I walked into the... Um, the parking lot, which was, I mean, the traffic over there is just ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> but I was lucky to find my friend Lawrence Taylor. <clears throat> Lawrence actually was uh, the guest at a, um, the paid guest, I will add, at a huge tailgate that was unbelievable. They had a pizza truck, you know, making fresh pizzas. They had a smoker cranking out pigs that they were cutting up and serving you with ribs and it was really very very special they had seven different kinds of beer being poured out of kegs they had a bar with a bartender or two bartenders and there's lawrence who probably is a a bigger celebrity well definitely in those circles than anthony bourdain and he was thriving he was absolutely thriving um mingling uh telling great war stories from the world of football and um, when we got into the stadium, uh, he goes right onto the field, and I'm with him. And I, I will tell you, I'm not bragging. I'm not showing off. I'm just, you know, Lawrence was in trouble years ago, uh, 12 years ago. I definitely helped him out of the trouble, and, and but I've helped thousands of clients now out of trouble. Lawrence, there's a chemistry between us where we're really friends. We're very close friends uh, to the point where he loves breaking my shoes especially publicly, and uh, but he's like, come on, let's go on the field. And we went on the field, and there's Lawrence smoking a big cigar on the field. Um, he's just, he's like, I, 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 it's hard to describe, but we walk into the stadium. It's about a half an hour, 40 minutes before game time, but the, the, the stands are full, and as soon as they see him, as soon as the first person sees him, LT, LT, and I'm standing right next to him, and it's just, it's electric. I mean, the whole place starts screaming, LT, LT. And, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in past security guards, past uh, 
uh, coaches are all coming over and saying hello to him. Strahan comes over to him. Michael Strahan comes over to him. Lawrence starts telling him, hey, man, he's like, I heard you do some interview and you said you had more you had more, t- more sacks than I did. He goes, that's a bunch of garbage. They didn't even keep the statistic of how many sacks you got the first three years that I played. And without missing a beat, Michael Strahan said, Lawrence, that's all garbage. Probably it's not exactly what he said, but I'm trying to clean it up for prime time here. He said, Lawrence, that's all garbage. He said, you're not just the greatest giant player ever. You're the greatest defensive player ever play the sport. And I said, I was standing right there. I said, Michael, it's very kind to you. And he said, it's true. He goes, it's just true. And I will tell you, I've been to many giant games with Lawrence, at least probably eight, nine. And it does not lose uh, the electric feeling of it. It's just so cool. But I want to, um, and Matt, give me an extra minute here. I want to um, tell you what Lawrence did That's kind of ties into people needing help and the Anthony Bourdain part and the celebrity part and how when you lose your anonymity, you could, and, it, and there's a lot of parts of it that stink, but there's some parts of it that you could really help some folks. So as we're leaving the field after the um, national anthem, and um, I mean, again, I, w- I was on a high. It was just so, so cool. And we go into the the VIP area where he's going to get Lawrence and I are going to get on a um, an elevator to go to the Legacy Club where a lot of the former Giants players are going to be because uh, OJ Anderson is getting inducted into the and so is Joe Morris into the uh, circle of like what is it called? If anyone could shout out, you could tell me. The, it's not the Hall of Fame; it's the whatever they put everyone's name on the stadium. Um, all of the, the giant superstars. <clears throat> and um, what happened was, uh, as we're waiting for the elevator, this mom, who's got very bright pink hair, is uh, has her son, who's probably in his late 20s, <clears throat> who's in a wheelchair. I'm not sure if he had cerebral palsy, but it was something where he was clearly physically disabled. It was an electric wheelchair. He had a big scar on his head, like, clearly from an operation. And uh, she just started chatting with us in a little bit of a frenetic way. She said, it just took me three hours to get here. And I got here from New Jersey. I can't believe I was in Jersey. It still took me three hours to get here. And she said, and now we're getting into the elevator. She's like, I don't even know if they were actually going to seat us. And there was a security guard with us because you need one with Lawrence in the stadium because he gets swamped with folks. And um, the security guard said, don't worry. They will definitely make sure your son, Danny, gets seated. And her name, I believe, was Janice. And um, Lawrence goes, oh, yeah, they're definitely going to make sure you get seated. And with the elevator doors open and Lawrence just gets behind the wheelchair and he takes this kid and the mom right into the VIP section with us where all the former giants are and the former coaches are, where there's a whole huge buffet of free food and free drink. And at first the mom didn't know what was happening. And he's like, you guys are staying with us today. And... This kid, it was like a Make-A-Wish Foundation kind of situation. He was ecstatic. The mother's crying. She's hugging me. I said, I had nothing to do with this. Lawrence Taylor did all of this. So there are times uh, where very sadly, like people like Anthony Anthony Bourdain, uh, you know, didn't handle the celebrity part well at all. It led to his death. And there are other times like Lawrence Taylor, like, like Geraldo, who used their fame and their lack of anonymity to really help people and do good things. The term I was looking for is the Ring of Honor. Those former Giants got inducted into the Ring of Honor. So we're going to come back. It's Tuesday. We're going to talk about Times Square. We're going to talk about Columbus Day. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back.
Well, you want to talk about complicating things. The law regarding home care benefits has gotten very complicated. You know, I have my friend here who's my law partner, who's my, my buddy for years, is John Esposito. And if you look at him, he seems healthy. But at any minute, this guy could grab his chest and just hit the boards. Uh, so I've asked his son to meet with the folks at Connors & Sullivan because John could use some home care benefits in the not-too-distant future. I mean, we hope not. But it's better to be prepared. It's better to be prepared with a will. <clears throat> it's better to be prepared with a, a power of attorney, a health care proxy, a living will, all of that stuff. And you can find it all at Connors and Sullivan. The law regarding all of this, <clears throat> excuse me, the law regarding the home care benefits uh, changes on January 1st, where they're going to go back and look two and a half years and see what you did with your money and did you dilute it in a way that uh, will then prevent you from getting home care benefits. So the time to plan is now because there is a real deadline. <clears throat> you know when it is? January 1st. But you need to get all your paperwork in by December 1st. So call Connors and Sullivan. They specialize in this area of law. And they can help you get in under the deadline, but you must start the process as soon as possible. So call Connors and Sullivan today. Don't delay. It's 718 238 6500. 718 238 Zero, zero. Make sure to tune in this and every Saturday at noon to hear the lead guy, Nick DeMauro, Executive Director and CEO of LEAD, Law Enforcement Against Drugs and Violence, speak with experts, educators, and law enforcement about important issues affecting you and your children. Catch the new show, Battling Drugs and Violence, with the lead guy on AM 970 The Answer for topical information and insights from experts waging the battle against drugs and violence in your community. Attention career seekers. New York's 22nd Annual Diversity Employment Day Career Fair is tomorrow from 11 to 3 at Field Inn by Marriott, 338 West 36th Street in Manhattan. CityCareerFair.com invites you to interview with top employers looking to fill hundreds of positions like finance, sales, management, healthcare, engineering, and more. AM 970 will be there too. Come to the career fair tomorrow at 11 at Field Inn on West 36th Street. CityCareerFair.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2000. Well, Broadway, just a couple of blocks from here. Before, um, before we jump on with our friend Tom Harris from uh, on Times Square Tuesday, I just want to touch on one more thing regarding football. Because I was listening to my friend Frank from Staten Island, and he did he had this whole big thing about kids playing football and 
there should be no more contact football and should only be two-hand touch or, or, or flag football. You know, no one is forcing any of these kids or their parents to make them play contact football. They have better equipment than they've ever had. Uh, the, all the rules are now, you know, they can't use your helmet to hit the kid head-to-head. And, yes, I know recently there was one particular player who got a head injury and, and died, and that's horrible. But how many more thousands and thousands of kids die when they're driving a car, not because they need the car to drive from point A to point B, but because you know they just want to, uh, they want to drive a car and they drink and they drive. And there's so many tragedies regarding driving. And you can talk about that with so many aspects of life where kids get killed uh, doing things that they don't need to do. Uh, I think, look, I only played football for a little while up until eighth or ninth grade, ninth grade, I think. Then I had to make a choice to be on Broadway, quote unquote, to be in the shows or to play football. I chose to be in the shows because that's what I chose to do. But many other people chose to play football. And I think if you speak to many of those people, they will tell you the lessons that they learned playing football have carried them on to a large degree of success in the rest of their life. So if you don't want your kid to play football, if Carmine is going to play soccer, if that's what you want Carmine to do, you're not going to let Carmine play football, that's fine. That's fine. But if Arthur wants to play football, you know, don't say, oh, no, there's no more contact football. It's it's ridiculous. Look, they've already watered down the NFL so much. Lawrence Taylor told me, he goes, if I didn't take that guy out, it would have hit like that. He's because this is what a hit that a guy got a flag on yesterday. He's like Bill Pelichick, who was the defensive coordinator at the time. He would have benched us. You know, the, the, the goal in the 80s and the 90s was to hit as hard as you can. That has now been eliminated. Um, yes, we should make sure people are safe, but don't don't change the sport. What about MMA? You got guys punching themselves in the fed, punching, punching themselves in the face. What about boxing? Then we're going to ban all of that stuff. No one should be forced to, to do these, these sports. I don't think anyone is being forced, but let's, you know, let's just stop watering everything down. And everyone has a choice to make individual decisions. So if, again, if Arthur's going to play Football, well, Marianne probably will never let that happen, but if he wants to, if he says, Dad, I really want to do this, my nephew Julian, he's playing football. You know what he's doing? He's the place kicker. He'll be part of the team. He'll be all around, but I don't know how injured place kickers get. Carmine wants to play basketball or do what Uncle Arthur did and go on Broadway. That's fine as well, but enough with let's water it down. Let's water it down. Let's talk about what's not going to be watered down. Times Square, USA, Mayor Adams bringing it back, NYPD keeping us safe in there on horseback, on foot, on undercover. Well, I'd like it to be more undercover cops because these are the undercover cops that have shields on them that say NYPD. Let's get Tom Harris on the, on the line and talk a little bit about what's going on in Times Square here on the Author Idola Power Hours, Times Square Tuesday. Hello, Mr. Harris. Hello, Arthur. Thanks for having me. And that's a great segue. Life's all about choices. And a lot of people are choosing to be in Times Square. We're welcoming over 300,000 uh, people a day into Times Square. Tonight, we have a free broadcast of the Met Opera. So there's a lot to do, lots of exciting things to do in Times Square. And you could find out what's going on in Times Square by visiting our website at tsq.org. What's going on in the world of food in Times Square? Lots going on with with food. Um, we're very excited about the Mermaid Inn. Uh, it's going to be a great addition to the restaurant offerings already in Times Square. Uh, it's going to be a 550-seat um, restaurant with private dining room and oyster bar. And what's, what's really um, encouraging to me is a la carte, who already has two restaurants 
in Times Square is partnering to open up the Mermaid Inn. So people who know Times Square, know the market, have the faith in the future of Times Square, and they're not the only ones. Uh, Becco's recently opened up a sandwich Becco's shop been there, on 8th Becco's Avenue. Becco's been there forever, right? Becco's been around Restaurant Row and all that for a long time. Yes, and they just opened up an Italian-style sandwich place. Um, I'm going to botch up the name, El Antico Veneo on 8th Avenue and 46th Street. And you could, there's a line out the door before they open at noon. Uh, the Fireman Group that already has two restaurants in Times Square, Bond 45 and the Brooklyn Diner, uh, feels bullish enough about Times Square that they're opening up the new Brooklyn Deli on 43rd Street. And an urban space that's, that's, um, op- that, that has had City Kitchen and Brisbee's tonight is opening the Urban Hawker on 50th Street, which is a Singapore-style um, restaurant. So lots of exciting things going on with food in Times Square. Tom Harris, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about crime. You're a former member, of highly ranked member of the NYPD. How are we doing with crime in Times Square? So we are doing very well. I walk around and I look for things to be wrong in Times Square. And over the last couple of weeks, I've really seen a shift. And, and Times Square is sort of the leading indicator for the city, so I think it's, it's, uh, it's proof that a lot of Mayor Adams' policies with both policing and the mental health services that, that you were talking about that are so needed, uh, providing proactive mental health outreach to the people on our streets that need it. I think it's made a difference in Times Square, and I think it's making a difference in our city. So Times Square is safe. Come out. There's plenty of things to do. This weekend, we have Curtain Up celebration. Three days of Broadway, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So there's a lot to do in Times Square. And it is safe thanks to the hard work of the men and women of the New York City Police Department and all of the city agencies under the leadership of Mayor Adams. And we're going to be there together, you and I, broadcasting live for two hours on Thursday, October the 13th. I cannot wait. It's going to be a blast. Thank you so much, Tom Harris. I appreciate it. Keeping us, in, keeping us informed, we will talk to you next Tuesday on Times Square Tuesday. We're going to take a quick break, folks. We'll be right back. Sam Bellino, 41. You haven't lost a beat since 40, <laughs> man. You know, you got, you're spinning all the right tunes. Giant. And, uh, you know, it's funny because you talk about New York, and obviously I'm a lawyer in New York. And uh, for folks uh, who, who don't know, when I walk into a courtroom, obviously my adversary needs to be there. My client needs to be there. If it's a criminal case, if it's a civil case, not necessarily. The judge needs to be there. A clerk needs to be there. But you know what else needs to be there? A court reporter. A court reporter is a vital part of every courtroom proceeding. If you're looking for a career or maybe a career change for yourself, a family member or a friend, one that allows you the flexibility to choose where you work from, for whom, and how frequently, well, you know what? There is a high-powered and, trust me, lucrative career that you really do need to know about is court reporting. Court reporters and captioners are in high demand. They're in higher demand now more than ever, especially since folks are working remotely. They, they really are necessary piece of the puzzle. Court systems, schools, and television stations are all looking for these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions to court cases to live events. The NCRA has partnered up with Plaza College to offer a free, free, F-R-E-E, 
two-week virtual seminar that gives you a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. Sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. All right, Kevin McCullough. Well, we'll be covering the very latest with Hurricane Ian as it comes aboard. But on travel night, what do you do if a hurricane threatens your travel adventure? Linda Perillo will join me and we'll break it all down for you as common sense as we can tonight on Travel Night, Radio Night Live. See you at 7. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. AM 970, The Answer, doesn't have to stop when you turn off your radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Download the app, just search AM 970, The Answer. Take us with you wherever you go. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Well, I thoroughly enjoy talking to uh, Mr. Harris about what's going on in Times Square, and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to uh, our date there on October the 13th. Um, we got we to hope for good weather on that day. Um, <clears throat> today and yesterday in, in my world uh, was, was a different kinds of day because it was kind of quiet. Um, Luca was off from school, and my sister, who's a public school teacher, was off from school. Because uh, my my Jewish friends were celebrating New Year, Rosh Hashanah, and I just want to say um, Happy New Year to all of them, Mr. Sambolino. Happy Thank New you. Year! Appreciate happy, that. Uh, happy birthday, Happy New Year, all of the above. Um, and um, I, you know, I have a tremendous amount of respect for them. I know next Wednesday will be Yom Kippur. Actually, I believe that day. So usually I I fast on that day, just in solidarity with my Jewish brethren. Uh, of course, I've been asked to uh, fill in for Joe Piscopo on that day. So as opposed to like waking up a little later so you're not that hungry. No, I'm going to be waking up actually earlier. Uh, but, you know, we'll, uh, let's see what, what hand I'm dealt. Um, speaking of education, you know, I, my mom was a teacher for 40 years plus. My sister's still a teacher. And I hear them talk about how um, when the kids come back from summer, it takes such a long time for them to get back into the groove of, of learning. And I can tell you, I feel the same way when I get, when I take, you know, those last two weeks of August pretty slow and it, it takes me like a solid week 
to come back and, and get up my steam and get back into the groove and get back into the routine. And you couple that with the, the COVID situation and these kids learning remotely and half remotely and half virtually and wearing masks and having a, and they can't go into the lunchroom to eat lunch so they can all be together. They sit at their own desk. There have been so many issues. Um, and we're going to talk right now to Miriam Rocca, who's the chief executive officer of the Black Latinx Asian Charter Collaborative. Um, because she's got her fingers on the pulse of what's going on in the charter schools. So, Miriam, welcome to the Author Idola Power Hour. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Happy New Year to everyone listening. Thank you. Tell, tell me what's, what, you know, what, give me a little state of the union of what's going on in the charter schools here in the city of New mm. York, and particularly in the Bronx. Well, it's pretty much the same in all of the schools. Um, it's the first year back to sort of normalcy, you know, we've got no mask requirements for the most part, um, kids are back, school before, um, but we're, we're suffering with a lot of, of challenges. You know, students um, coming out of the pandemic have lost a tremendous amount of learning. So that summer slump we were talking about is more like a two-year slump or more, um, just with the learning loss that kids have had. And the challenge that, you know, we're having as school leaders is that we can't find the people we need to even be in the classroom with these kids and, um, you know, trying to adjust the learning loss and get them caught up. So it's, it's, it's a challenging year, but, you know, it's, it's the third challenging year in a row. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of where we're really excited to be back in school with kids full time and sort of, you know, trying to approach something like normalcy. So, um, Miriam, uh, has there always been an issue with finding educators or is this part of the new wave of nobody wants to go into work and everyone wants to work, work remotely? I mean, there was, a, there was an article that popped up today that General Motors delayed return to office uh, after employees uproar. So General Motors had said everyone's got to come back in and the employees are like, no, 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 we're not coming back in. Is the reason why uh, we're having a teacher shortage, does it have anything to do with uh, people just not wanting to? I mean, teaching is a very rough, rigorous job. Trust me, I see it with my own eyes. Um, To what do you attribute the lack of of finding educators? I think there's a lot of things. We've had a shortage in teachers for a while. It's been sort of a nationwide issue, but certainly the pandemic has exacerbated it all. Um, teachers were at the forefront of you know, some of the needing to get back into classrooms before people were really comfortable doing that. Um, and frankly, I think people really have burnt out. So you see a lot of people leaving the profession. Part of that is also, you know, sort of the national conversation about education, which is you know, more about putting guns in schools and books. Um, and teachers, I think, also feel a lot of pressure just being in the center of that conversation, that political conversation that they didn't really sign up for. Uh, so I think it's a lot of things. Can I'm you so just sorry, I'm on the train. That, 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 hey, listen, we'll, we'll take whatever we can get with someone of your your background. Could you just flesh out a little bit about what you just said about guns versus books? So, you know, the whole, um, the whole conversation about after the Uvalde um, shooting, you know, there are a lot of people who said that we should just put guns in the hands of teachers, right? And then there's the conversation about banning books. And all of those things make it more difficult for people to say, yeah, this is what I want to commit my life to. 
um, in addition to all the regular stuff of being a teacher. Yeah, well, I is having as a, I think you heard me say a mom who's been a teacher for uh, was a teacher for over forty years. Uh, she's the last person on the planet you want to have a gun in her hand. Um, I did, I did, I did have a gun. I did have a conversation with a guest right after one of the. Well, sadly, I've lost track of all the killings in schools. But now they, they, the guest was like, well, if every teacher was armed, this wouldn't happen. And that's one of the dumbest things that, that I've ever heard. Well, I just want to, um, I want to thank you, Miriam. I, you know, we're, I'm a huge proponent of public education. Um, I think charter schools are fantastic. Uh, my partner, Imran's wife, um, is, is a teacher in the charter schools. Sometimes I do question the, the calendar because it invades on summer, um, you know, on, on sometimes on our summer plans because it's a different calendar than the regular sometimes summer. But, but, yeah, um, but we appreciate that learning law. Yeah. Yes. Well, and, and of course, I just said it takes so long to get the kids back in the groove of learning when they've taken such a long break in the summertime. So you guys are actually um, uh, are actually attacking that. I want to thank you for for tining, finding the time, Miriam Rocca. She's the chief executive officer of Black, Latinx, Asian, and Charter Collaborative. And keep up the great work. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Take care. So, um, Growing up in a in a household of of teachers, uh, my mom's dad, uh, Frank Piazza, he taught classes. My mom, uh, forever, she started teaching on the Lower East Side, and then you know taught in, in Bay Ridge. She taught everything from little little kids to big kids. My sister's a master teacher now. Um, I remember talking to my friend Dominic, who said teachers were really professionals in the the vein of. Uh, lawyers and doctors and accountants until they formed a union and that changed the way teachers were viewed um and i you know i don't know if if you someone did a real breakdown in an analysis whether the unions really helped teachers or hurt them that i don't i don't have the answer to but i will tell you that in arthur idala's opinion um they are not valued enough in our society um i can uh, I'm not going to bore you with it, but I'm pretty sure I can name every one of my teachers from from kindergarten right on through, you know, uh, definitely through high school um, because they have such a powerful impact on on who you are. I mean, Miss Piccini, who became Miss Maldari because she got married in the middle of my second grade class. Miss Gaffney, who fell down and broke her hip uh, in the very beginning of my first grade class. And then we had Miss Pluto come in. I mean, these are names that are literally uh, 48 years old, and I remember them so well, and they have such a tremendous uh, impact on us. And yet, I really don't think uh, teachers get the respect in, in our society that they deserve. You know, I just taught Thursday night for an hour and a half. All eyes are on you. All ears are on you. And unlike this show and, and other, you know, media platforms, you know, people's education not necessarily hanging in the balance, okay? People talk, hearing me talk about Lawrence Taylor is not really going to, well, what's going on in Times Square. But, you know, I want Luca to know he's taking American history right now. He's taking introduction to law right now. Little Arthur is, uh, I mean, you know, he's learning literally how to do math and, and, and how to write. And today he had a spelling test. I can't wait to see how, whether he knew how to spell with and them and miss. Those were the words we were doing this morning. Um, those are vital, vital 
pieces of the puzzle of our society. And besides learning that, it, it they teaches us a tremendous aspect on morals and values and how we treat other people. <clears throat> so, I don't know, let's give teachers a raise. I don't exactly know what my point is, except uh, hug a teacher, kiss a teacher, and you know what? They deserve those couple of weeks off or those two months off in the summertime because they're always on. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to talk to Alex. We're going to talk to Sam Bellino. We'll talk to Joan. Don't go anywhere. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. So AM970 The Answer just had their annual client cruise, and what a great event it was. I'm telling you from personal experience, it's an amazing time because they always charter the Atlantis yacht with Captain Fred at New York Cruises. Captain Fred and the New York Cruises staff go above and beyond with every detail. If you're looking to wow your corporate guests, clients, or employees, there's no other way to go than with New York Cruises for an unforgettable event aboard the Atlantis. Picturesque New York City skyline views, a gourmet food and bar menu what's not to love whether you're planning a corporate event a wedding engagement party bar mitzvah birthday retirement party or anniversary celebration impress your guests with a first class experience aboard the atlantis call 212-633-1231 and see how captain fred and his first class yacht crew will make your special occasion an unforgettable day call 212-633-1231 or visit new york cruises Dot com. Hey, hey, hey! My dad is bringing home the best birthday cake ever! It was my fifth birthday, and my dad was bringing home the cake. Should have been here a half hour ago. The cake never made it, and neither did my dad. That was the day a drunk driver killed my dad. Daddy? Impaired drivers take lives. Think. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee aired in cooperation with the New York State Broadcasters Association. Have you ever had a legal question about elder law or state law? Every Wednesday night during Kevin McCullough's show, you'll hear from Mike Connors himself of Connors & Sullivan, Attorneys at Law, answering real listener questions. Simply email that question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com or call Mike's office at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. And don't forget to tune in to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer, and Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. on AM 570 The Mission. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one nerve care company. Nervive tablets contain alpha lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, plus B complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. And try Nervive Pain Relieving Cream to block nerve pain signals at the source. Use as directed. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Well, I remember every little thing as if it happened only yesterday. 
January 20th, 2022, at 74 years old. He would have been 75 years old today. Uh, he had a heck of a run. Um, someone who would have been 300 today. Yes, 300. He died on October the 2nd, <clears throat> excuse me, 1803 at the age of 81, which was a long life. Very long. Look, it's a long life now, but <clears throat> in, in 1803, that was a very long life. Let's see who could guess. He, uh, I won't give away the big punchline here. He was a founding father who helped organize the Boston Tea Party. He helped draft the Articles of Confederation and the Massachusetts Constitution and was the fourth governor of Massachusetts from 1794 to 1797. For those of you who watch Jeopardy every night, please give your answer out loud in the form of a question. Oh, do I hear you in Staten Island? Yes, he was also a brewer by the name of Samuel Adams. Um, Avril Lavigne, who I enjoyed her first album. After that, I don't really know what she did. She's 38 today. And Gwyneth Paltrow, who named her child Apple. She is 50 years old today. And Steve Kerr, he's the former NBA player, but he is the coach of the Golden State Warriors, who are a championship uh, franchise now. He's 57 years old. Before I get to Alex and talk about uh, Aaron Judge, you know, we were just talking about teachers and their work ethic. I am doing this show right now from my desk, and I'm looking at, I'm not going to exaggerate, like it's not an inch worth of paper, but it's, I don't know, three-fifths of an inch. Some, I don't even know what three-fifths is. I think it's more than half. Um, but of papers that I have to read, I have a big case on tomorrow, and I'll be here till late. Um, I woke up early, uh, like six, went to bed at like one. So that's five hours. And that's probably going to say happen again today. Um, but someone's life is in my hands tomorrow. It's a federal sentencing and there is no substitution for being prepared. Now it's, a, it's late in the afternoon. It's four 30. That's what they do in federal court. They do it in sometimes at four 30 in the afternoon. So I'll work all night tonight. I'll work all day tomorrow and I'll do what needs to be done to get the job done. General Motors, ready for this? General Motors pushed back the start of a return-to-office plan after facing fierce resistance from employees over its handling of the rollout. I mean, this is unbelievable. The Detroit-based auto giant rankled corporate employees by announcing in a memo last Friday afternoon that they would be required to work on-site at least three days per week, beginning later this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to come in three days a week. Um, but you know what? They reversed course today. Yes, in another email to staffers today, they're saying this, the, the plan won't be implemented until the first quarter of next year at the earliest. And guess what, folks? The, the head of General Motors apologized for the manner in which employees learned of the change. I mean, you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. Quote, we acknowledge that the timing of the message late on a Friday afternoon was unfortunate. It was also unintentional. The, gen- the, uh, the CEO of General Motors, Mary Barra, wrote, I mean, this is nuts. GM executives will not dictate 
which days of the week employees work on site, the memo added. The company will gather feedback from employees and provide additional details about the plan. Are you kidding me? I mean, are you really kidding me? These people who work for GM, besides being, I don't know what they get paid, but I'm going to say there's some of them who are big shots who are getting paid well, and I'm sure they have a great, great benefits package, and they're complaining about coming to work three days a week. Listen, don't come and work. Don't even apply for Idala, Bertuna, and Cammons, because that's not just going to happen. I mean, that's not going to happen. I mean, what's going on in the United States of America? You got Frank from Staten Island, doesn't want anyone playing football anymore because they might get hurt. Now you got people in Detroit, that, that, oh, you can't come to work three days a week. Oh, and we're sorry we told you on a Friday. We didn't mean to ruin your weekend. Are you nuts? You know, you want to talk about immigration. You want to talk about people who got shipped to Martha's Vineyard? Go tell those people who ran from Venezuela that they could go get a job making the amount of money these people in GM are making, getting health care benefits, getting retirement benefits, getting paid time off, paid leave if they get uh, have a kid for, for the mom, get paid time leave for the dad. Tell them they could go have that job. They'll work seven days a week. Oh, you can't come in. Come on, man. What is happening here? What I want to know right now from Alex Garrett is what is happening with Aaron Judge? Come on, Alex. What's the update? I think he's getting nervous. He's pacing around the batter's box a lot more than he used to. They're making notes of that. I think he's just a little pent-up energy. I was saying the other day, look, you've got the Maris family literally over your shoulder. How much more nerve-wracking is that? And that's why him getting hits... Not just a homer, but a hit. It's so important to keep his energy going. You know, I think those little boot doubles or blue pits or whatever, rocket singles, also help him as well with that confidence. But imagine standing there with the Maris family older your shoulder night and night out uh, nowadays and the whole stadium, as you mentioned earlier. Well, yeah, I, I would, here's what I would like to know, Alex, because all kidding aside, people may not know, but, but Alex has a, a physical disability, which... When you talk to him, he, he, I can still never, hit the ball, though. So <laughs> you, you, you can still hit the ball, and you know you always have a smile on your face. I mean, sometimes you know between Sambolino and our friend Al Gattulo, they they, they may be a little grumpy and a little ornery here and there. You're always happy guy, right? Um, if you were talking, and I, this is a serious question, Alex, if you were talking to Aaron Judge tonight, knowing all the adversity that you've overcome through through your life. Um, what what would you say to him if you just you and you somehow or another you ran into him in the in the in the Ben's room and and he's about to go play ball tonight what is Alex Garrett going to tell uh, Aaron Judge? Take a deep breath. That would be my first point because if you take that deep breath, if you just settle in and do what you do best, which is just swing for the fences and just swing the bat, something will happen. He just got to take a deep breath. He's got to stay focused. Of course, he always is. But this time around, just take that deep breath and. and and exhale maybe before he steps to the batter's box. That would be Alex, I'm, I'm sure there's times, you know, I see you getting through a, a Grand Central Station and getting on and off trains. And I'm sure there's times when you're scared. And Aaron Judge, to some degree, may be scared. So if he looked back at you and said, listen, man, you're getting around town on, on one rollerblade. I'm sure, Alex, there's times when you, you know, when you're slightly terrified. How do you handle it, Alex? Uh, again, I take a deep breath and make sure the car isn't making a left as I'm trying to turn, you know, across the street. So there's always that awareness and, and taking. Yes. So that's my advice. Take a deep breath. And remember, you've got a triple crown to win, too. You are one point up against Xander Bogarts. He's at 313. You're at 314. You're doing good, kid. That's kind of what I would tell him also. All right. Sam Bellino. Sam Bellino. Yes, okay, sir. I know there's two minutes, man. All right. Just, just, <laughs> 
giving me a hard time. Read Doing this. My you got job. last live read. Doing record my job, this. Yeah. I mean, these guys are. I mean, these guys are really pushing me. I got Joni over here putting notes in my face. I mean, I'm only one man. I'm about to crack over here. Uh, don't crack. We're here to elevate you. Uh, well, we're, we're all we're all in this together. Um, I did get a copy today of a book from my friend, author. Oh, well, he's he was a mentor uh, in terms of the trial room, the courtroom. Uh, he was my supervisor in the DA's office. It's called Homicide Is My Business, A Hitman's Quest for Honor. Um, and Michael Vecchione will be a, a guest on the show. I also, Joan, want the person, I want you to reach out to the person who uh, wrote the Anthony Bourdain I book. I'm Joan already sent an email. She's on it. And God bless. And and I'm thinking, because I know I'm going to hear about it from, from my, uh, my cousin Frank in Staten Island. Joan, I'm thinking the next time we, we get a guest on, and I know you have a lot in your plate and you've really grown into this job and you've been wonderful. Maybe we could ask them not to be on like the Long Island Railroad or something like that so that the announcements aren't coming. I know. I, I Look, I understand. But if the mayor could find time to, you know, find a little quiet place. God willing, the mayor's on next week, right, Joan? Mayor's on next Thursday. Right. I mean, Bill next O'Reilly Thursday, Bill, O'Reilly, Bill O'Reilly's on next Monday. Um, we're going to have Senator Gennardis on. I got uh, Councilman uh, Justin Brannon has agreed to come on. Um, we're filling in for Piscopo on Friday, this Friday, which I believe is September the 30th. And then we're going to go to the luncheon with Sam Bellino. And then we're filling in for Piscopo the following Wednesday. He's having a blast in Italy. Um, I jumped into that trip with him last time. Um, I opened up my life's little instruction book. You know what it says? Learn how to drive a stick shift. Know how to drive a stick shift. It's rule number 109. Heat it. Heat it. I'll see you tomorrow, folks. Have a great one. The preceding program sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.